Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! oh the the horror. horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, suggestions, and comments to our Email address at O-T-H at SeriouslyDecent.com. Yep. You can check our website out at OhTheHorrorPodcast.com. Uh, yeah. Yep. You can do all that. You can do all those things. Yep. If you're in I'd the, like uh, to say and more, but I don't know if mm-hmm. we have quite and more yet. Well, yeah. We uh, If you're in the spirit of giving and yes. would like to donate to the podcast, uh, there's a Linktree link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And there's a donate link in the player on our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. And we'd uh, appreciate any donations that would go to Dean's Biscuit Fund. Well, it would go to equipment. Yeah, well, we got hosting. We got this stuff. <laughs> right, right now it would be tea and biscuits. Yeah. Biscuits for Dean, tea for us to uh, keep us powering through here. Yeah. So uh, how was your week? Um. My week was was fine. Yeah. I uh I made a decision that I didn't care where I was with my congestion and mm-hmm. I was going to have my coffee and my yogurt. I was going to live my very best life and mm-hmm. woke up yesterday with probably one of the worst cases of vertigo I've ever had. Yeah. I was I was pulling to the right, so walking was difficult. <laughs> It felt like a car that was out of alignment. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was it was noticeable. And bending down, forget about it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about a head rush. Sure. Sure. When you come back up, then you got to hold on to shit because you're like, I'm dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. I don't like this. <laughs> so we did the ear candles. Did that help? Um, it did, but post ear candles, I did the drops mm-hmm. and I did the uh the heating pad. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, mm. stuff was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. So I'd say between those two things. And of course, that means no dairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel a little stuffy myself, a little nasally. So I apologize to uh, anybody that's like, "Guy, he sounds like he's talking through his nose." It's like, well, I'm trying. Kinda. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's my turn. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe I don't know. Everybody's know got everything at this point, right? Yeah. Now. You talk and to everybody. It's like, oh, did you get the stomach thing? And people are like, no, but I got the fever, you know. And then, oh, did you get the fever? No, I just got stuffed up head. Yeah. And then you got the other guy. I got a chest infection. It's just all over. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think the two year vacation's starting to add up to everybody. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. If you I live mean, in New York, you know, if you're one of those other states where. You, know, you just you lived your your life. Lived your life. You're you're probably doing good now. Yeah, good on you. And all the power to you. So, episode one oh nine, cult of the month, back in swing for yeah twenty twenty three. And wow, what an intro yeah. back into the cult we're, of the month. We're doing the Source family. We are just kind of back to back on Laurel Canyon. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it's very they're, much. They're a little intertwined, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we try to balance out Laurel Canyon a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot in Laurel Canyon. We had to talk about the supernatural stuff. Yeah. We had to talk about the Illuminati conspiracy theory type of stuff. Yeah. And we had to just talk about the the counterculture stuff. Yeah. There was a lot there. But rest assured, if you were expecting a full topic of something or more of, we're heading in that direction this year. Right, yes. Uh, A lot of these episodes are kind of intertwining together and moving around. We're (laughs) year three, we're starting to get a little more, uh, you know, (laughs) edumacated on our our seasons and our episode lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Year one was, why don't we just do this stuff? Because we just want to do it. Yeah. Then the second one was, why don't we do this stuff? Because now people are asking for episodes and blah, blah, blah. Now this one, we're like, you know what? Maybe we uh, should kind of interlink these together a bit. Maybe we should have episodes that just kind of like introduce topics that we can expand on in further episodes. Yeah. We yeah. do we do pretty good with some cross contamination of episodes. We do. That's, uh, we do. Yeah. So the Source family. Mm. Interesting deal here. I I knew of the Source family, but I didn't know much. De- you know, I didn't have a whole lot of deep details on it until I started looking at barely. Into this. My 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 knowledge was the Source. Mm-hmm. Just knowing those two words being yeah. associated with. A cult. Yeah, yeah. And then having to dive in and then getting into it, it was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is uh, one of those cults that was in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll elaborate on that a little we later. We will. But what do you got for sources this time around? <sighs> Independent.co.uk, Source Family Cult Interview Isis Aquarius. Um, interviewmagazine.com, the Source Family, and the Source Family documentary that we yep. uh, we watched last night. Yes, yes. Uh, the Source Family documentary I have. Uh, there's this culteducation.com site that I found that I've been kind of, <laughs> you know, moping around checking things out. It's pretty cool because they, they get into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to actually bring it over to you because this basically means that like cult isn't stopping period no. so for those of you that are loving cult of the month i tapped into like the mega stash <laughs> of cults you got the mega source oh i got bible based commercial business based nice channeling groups hate groups human potential uh islamic jewish Neo-Eastern, New Age, political, satanic, sci-fi, UFO, uh, therapy and counseling. And then there's like a whole nother one that's just like other, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. It's none of those things. Yeah. <laughs> or all of those uh, things. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, to say the pile got deeper is the understatement yeah. of the year. And then, uh, there was another one that was a, uh, like a radio station, uh, it's for Southern uh, California. So for those of you over there might be familiar with this radio station, 89.3 FM KPCC. And they did a uh, kind of like an eight minute blurb. And then it was uh, written out of mm-hmm. uh, the source family 
and they were kind of talking about the documentary. The documentary seems to house quite a bit. And yeah. the reason for that is because they filmed and recorded everything. Well, turns out this Isis Aquarian chick, mm -hmm. she has been, she was dubbed the uh, family historian. Yeah. So as soon as she became a part of this, she documented everything with photo, with camera. She made scrapbooks. She's yeah. got all kinds of shit. And, and I'm betting at some point there will be plans to publish what she's got because she's she's the cog. She's the keeper of the goods. Yeah, yeah. So my independent.co.uk is an interview with Isis Aquarian about the documentary. And I don't know if you noticed, mm. but Isis was one of the producers yeah. for the doc. Yeah, yeah. So. No, and, and uh, just before we get into this, uh, basically everybody in the family, the Source family, changed their names to something else. Yes. And the last name was Aquarian. Right. So any names that do get rattled off on this, Yes. Well, we're leaving the last names off on this. So there's Isis and, yeah, you know. It's Isis Aquarian, Sunflower Aquarian. Yeah, Floby and. Electricity. You know, electricity, yeah. One guy you know. was Orbit. Orbit, <laughs> And his yeah. wife was Electra. And, he, and she's like, yeah, you know, it was great. And he goes, yeah, you got a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was hoping watching it that there'd be like a little kind of humorous seven dwarfs thing where one would be like backache Aquarius and yeah, one would no. be like, you know, God, it was weird. Left foot Aquarius. Cause he's got two left feet and walks in a circle, you know, it's, it's yeah. weird. Well, it's a cult. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Hey, just, you know, weird. Yeah. Weird that a cult would be weird. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So, in 1969, a pioneering health food restaurant, The Source, opened on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles, and it quickly became a Hollywood hotspot, attracting the likes of Steve McQueen, Goldie Hawn, Marlon Brando, Joni Mitchell, John Lennon, all to their famous uh, patio. Uh, Woody Allen poked fun at their vegan menu in Annie Hall, mm -hmm. ordering alfalfa sprouts and a plate of mashed yeast. Mm -hmm. But a dedication to clean living was hardly the most radical thing about the source. And I'm going to hard stop for a second. The yeah, clean we, living we really only applies to their diet, food. Their food, their, yeah. That's it. Well, and this is where, like, we get into the debunking of cults a lot, too. Because yes. what you'll hear a lot with cults, they were the first to do this. This person was the first to do that. They were the first to do this. And I'm sorry, but, like, California is the geniuses of this. We were the first to create a healthy living restaurant. Rant, wrong. The first, <laughs> this is where you get me who digs into the, uh, the right, deep. Yes. The first vegetarian and healthy restaurant was in New York, by the way. That, I don't I, know if it was New York City or whatever, but you know how, all right, so this is late okay, 60s. Yeah, They're saying yeah. they were the first to do this. Yeah. 1885. <laughs> Almost there, source. Almost, Almost there. Almost, but not quite. And it was called... Vegetarian restaurant number one. 
Because they're groundbreakers. Yeah. 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 They're, and, they're number one. And I think it actually became a chain, and they had, like, store number two, three, Got whatever. It. But, but yeah, right and, off the bat. And I know somewhere in the Northeast, I, I believe it's called, like, Moosewood or something like that, mm. um, they were also a huge, like, vegetarian, vegan, so much so, like, they have cookbooks yeah. from their restaurant. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I had to do a hard stop there because, of course, it's the whenever you get into these uh, these leaders, mm-hmm. gurus, everything, you know, oh, he was the first to do this. No, he no. wasn't. No, no, not even not close. Not even a little. Almost 100 years off. But anyhow. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but what really attracted diners was the fact that it was owned and run by a glamorous new age cult known as the Source Family. I'm going to hard stop there for a second. We're going to do a lot of hard stops here. Because really, I'm honestly, I'm going to tell you what attracted most diners. Yeah. The fact that they could be sitting next to Joni Mitchell or Goldie Hawn or Steve McQueen. Yeah. That was your draw. It had nothing to do with the fact that you had this weird ass fucking guy and his lackeys, his minions, we'll just call him his well, minions. Well, and even then it was in the earliest stages of it, you know, yes, so it was. you have this point where, um, we're just going to call him the father. We might as well, cause that's where it all heads, but I don't know. Do we want to call him by his real name? I mean, he's, eh, he's we'll like, get there. he's like Apollo Creed. I mean, there's father Yod, there's Yawa, but a original, all right, we'll give the credit to where it is. I, I get to it okay, in a second. But you know, he was born, he had this upbringing. He had a life. He had a life. <laughs> he I had mean, a couple wives, some yeah, families. Yeah. Which, and, I mean, if you're going to call yourself father and you're going to be the father yeah. of all these Aquarians, why didn't you try being a father to, to your mm-hmm. actual children? Yeah. So, you know, it's not like you didn't have a wife or wives. It's not like you didn't have a child or children. Like, he had two wives and four kids. No, he had a family out in Ohio that he just ditched. Yeah. And went to Sunset, California. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to go with this right off the snap. You know, he um, you know, he was awarded the Silver Star for being in the Marine Corps mm-hmm. during World War II. And, uh, however, the Corps does not carry his name and its official listing of Silver Star recipients. Yeah, there you know. were a lot of claims. No, this is the whole thing with these, you know, uh, you know, he said he became an expert in jujitsu. He moved to uh, California to be a Hollywood stuntman. Um, he was influenced basically by what they call the nature boys. Mm-hmm. And this is when he starts making his transition stuff. This is after he left his family in mm-hmm. Ohio and all that. And uh, it's this Los Angeles group of beats who lived natural lifestyle Vegetarian diets, lived according to nature's law, this very organic thing he's getting into. So he starts studying philosophy and religion and these Mm -hmm. esoteric spiritual teachings. And um, they even said he became a a Vendantic monk at some point. That's Eh. still a little sketchy. But here's where it turned into high gear. He started following Yogi Bhajan, Mm -hmm. who was like the guru of gurus. And uh, he started following these other spiritual leaders. And then from that point, everything changed in him. Right. 
and he had this big transformation, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Yogi Bhajan. Like that was yeah. the like the turning point. Now the funny part is, is like even there, all the signs were there. All the signs were there. All these like Yogi Bhajan and all them, they had Rolls Royces. Yes. All this stuff. Yes. You know, they got this massive life where they got all yes. these people, all these followers mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And they're telling them, you know, get rid of all your belongings. Get, yeah. Let go. Get rid of all Let your go. earthly yeah. possessions. Meanwhile, yeah. they're Me- living in practical castles. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls Royces. Didn't, didn't, uh, from if I'm remembering correctly from the doc, didn't he have like a garage full of Rolls Royces? Like it wasn't well, just that's, one. That's eventually where it turned out to. But but this changed him, and then all of a sudden, six months later, six months, folks, no internet, no nothing, just talking to people. Yeah, under the tutelage of things. All of a sudden, he's a guru, and mm-hmm. you know, and basically what he did is he he visited all these gurus, and he cherry picked everything. Yep. From the each of the gurus. The things he liked from each of them. The things yep. he liked, you know. So he had this mixed uh, new age. It was a mixed bag, man. Yeah, it was a mixed new age thing. And and this is where they started creating the family. Mm-hmm. And basically it was around these restaurants and it became the other restaurants he was having a problem with. Yeah, he and failed at all of them except this, this one. This one, the source. Yes. And, and the source, again, like you said... Everybody was going to it. Everybody yeah. who was everybody on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. They weren't going there for him. No. They weren't going, you know, it was the weird thing, but that was the thing is the restaurant was the gateway Correct. to get to the cult. Yes. So you wanted to go and yes. eat where and if you became a Steve member McQueen of the cult, was eating and all these others. You would work at the restaurant. Yeah. And then you'd work at the restaurant, get a part of the group, and then it was all of a sudden you would meet this guy and all of them were like, I met him and you know, flames came out of his oh, butt. Oh, God. And, you know, and just. Ele- it was electricity yeah, out of his lightning ears. lightning bolts coming out of his he, ears. There was this and, white light you know. that surrounded him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. No, so, and, and, and here's the thing is, so now what you have in this time period is LSD. You just can't ignore it. No, you no. Got, it, it's not just LSD. It's the LSD. Yeah. It's mushrooms. mushrooms it's, it's pot. It's they weed, were doing you know. all the drugs. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody could say back then, oh, those are shit drugs. I remember one guy telling me, it was this old hippie uh, when I was growing up in like my 20s and stuff. And he goes, he goes, look, he goes, this is how it worked. He goes, the weed we smoked then was shit. The weed you smoke now is insane. Right. He goes, the acid we did back then was off the fucking charts. Right. The acid you do now is shit. Right. You know, like it was the inverse of all that. And that's what people don't understand today. Like even if you did acid in the last 20 years, you were getting maybe 10 to 20% of the trip Mm -hmm. that those guys were getting back then. Right. And that's where, you know, I was telling you last night when we were watching the documentary, it's like, there's not a coincidence. It's it's not just a coincidence that all of these uh, guru type new age cults were from the 60s into the 70s, right. especially 65 to 75. Yeah. There's no coincidence. That's not just a coincidence that Mm-mm. that happened. Yeah. You know, the acid and shit that they were on. Yes. Was definitely putting this into a bit. So now you've got. Basically, a bunch of people that don't have any kind of uh, parental figure, father figure, what have you, 
Right. Yeah. They've gone off. They're getting all fucked up on psychedelics. Yeah. And you've got this old Santa Claus. Yeah. That is just saying all the right things. Yeah. Saying all of the hooks and putting all the lines in. And he becomes just this guru. And he's yeah. the one. And, right. and he's everything. So let's dive back in. Yeah. I got a quote from uh, Miss Isis Aquarian. Mm-hmm. We felt we were more famous than they were, meaning the celebrities. Mm-hmm. A family member, and she's the proud archivist. They came to eat at the source because it was the in place to be. We were clean, positive, happy people, and the whole thing put you in a different state of mind, a different frequency. And they talk about that a lot, about how, you know, you're on a different frequency. And when you stepped onto the source patio, everybody felt it. It was a whole other world, end quote. And the Source family was led by a charismatic, long-haired guru known as Father Yod in a previous life. It's not in a previous life. Mm -hmm. In his previous life, he was known as Jim Baker, a wealthy former U.S. Marine who served in the Second World War before moving to Hollywood to become a stuntman. A martial arts expert. I don't know. Do we have any verification that he was a martial arts expert? They brought it up in the doc, but... No, but that's biased for them because that doc was made by the followers. Correct. You know. He had once killed a man in self-defense and subsequently registered his hands as lethal weapons. Mm-hmm. Baker had a less than savory past. In addition to having abandoned two marriages, he was also said to have been involved in a number of bank robberies and to have killed two men in separate incidents, apparently in self-defense. He left the name Jim Baker behind after becoming fascinated with esoteric spiritualism and soon made himself the patriarch of a commune of 150, about 150 mm-hmm. young people who lived, worked, and slept together in a mansion known as the Mother House in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. They supported themselves with the profits generated by their restaurant, which at its early 70s peak was bringing in $10,000 a day. Yeah. He also had begun to attract a circle of attractive men and women, many of whom would eventually become members of the Source family, a commune led by Baker that mixed teaches with uh, teachings with a variety of belief systems ranging from theosophy and tantrism to kundalini and astrology. Isis Aquarian was one of Father Yod's 14 wives, And from the moment she joined the family in 1972, she set about creating and maintaining scrapbooks, which recorded their activities along with Father Yod's teachings. So what we got to do a hard stop there is they didn't just start off with 14 wives. No, he started out with one wife. This is, you know, where we're going to get into the hooks of the cult stuff. Mm -hmm. So what it does is he's got this restaurant. Things are working out. People want to be a part of it. They get this little family thing going on. Mm Mm-hmm. And then people want more and more of it. Right. Yes. You go to the restaurant, you go for the stars, then you find out this back end thing. Right. And you either got one or two people. You got the ones that are like, this is fucked up. Right. I'm going. Or you got the others that are like, oh, what's this about? Maybe yeah. this is the answer to all my problems. This is what I've been searching you know, for. This is what I've been searching for. And I didn't even know I was searching for anything. And, and so they get, especially when they get the house, basically the proclamation there was, Get rid of everything. Yes. Sell everything. Yep. Get rid of everything. And all the money that you got rid of goes towards the house. Yes. Because instead of all of us, this is communal living. Mm-hmm. All of us, instead of all of us suffering, what about we all get together mm-hmm. 
and we pool our resources together correct and live this elevated life that we want to achieve and on paper that looks amazing sounds awesome Mm-hmm. But now the funny part is, and it was so funny seeing the doc, this dude was never around an ugly chick once. There was never an ugly chick near him. No. You know, so it's funny how it's just beautiful women that are here. Yeah. And dudes. Yeah. You know, and the dudes were even crazier to some degree because they were, they felt like they were getting something out of that. Yeah. You know, so your first warning sign there should have been, there's not an ugly person here, especially a chick. Yeah, to be found. No, no ugly women around no. at all. No. So now he marries this one person. Robin. Yeah. Who was his first wife. And they have a son. No. They yeah. don't have any kids. No, I mean they're hanging out and all that and they're married. Yeah. You know, but but uh but they have they eventually have a son. But he comes out before all that and he has these commandments. It's the typical thing, the commandments. I always gotta laugh at that. We're something different. But we're gonna have commandments. Yeah. Where'd you get that fucking idea mm-hmm. from? <laughs> yeah. It's unreal. So so they they have these commandments, they're doing meditation, they uh they end up having bands playing over there, music's a big deal. Yeah. And they're doing music, which by the way, if you look into it, I mean their albums are like super, super rare. Yeah. But the they, band they're were terrible. seriously just members of the source family who felt they mm-hmm. could play instruments yeah yeah including father yeah no and if you're on something it'd probably sound cool i've been on things before and i've not and i do music as well and i'm telling you if you were on something that music would sound good the most shocking part was billy corgan from smashing pumpkins just raving about the music and about how it's more than just the music and that was a young billy corgan yeah you know someone should ask that again, you know, yeah. and just listen to it and play it. Maybe he stands by it. Who knows? Maybe he does. But, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, basically they're going around and they're fishing and they're gathering people to follow the movement. And they literally were saying that we we're going around fishing. We we're mm-hmm. finding people, yep. you know, this is, uh, you know, and, and they decide which is, um, you know, who comes in, you mm-hmm. know, the. And and that's weird because I guarantee father decided to pool all their money and get the giant house collectively. That was father's decision. Yes. You know, and, um, you know, now you've got, you know, many arriving, many are leaving. It's right. in and out, yeah. in and out. Uh, the music and movie scene intermingled with them. And it was, you know, basically the same scene as Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Coming in there and going yeah. out. And it's nothing but just like good old fashioned sex, drugs, music and new age guru living. Yeah. At its heart. Yeah. And that's what I dig the source for. Like, if I were to tell someone, like, if you want to see, like, good old-fashioned sex, drugs, music, and new age guru living, just go check out the source. Yeah. Watch the documentary. Yeah. Because I remember every time they were showing somebody, their eyes just huge. You're like, there's not a pupil in sight. There's not a, <laughs> no, it's just all pupil. Like, yeah. it's just, they're all. No iris. Yeah. They are all lit. They yeah. were just all just <laughs> It on. was funny. You're like, there's not a sober person among them. And and they would flash through the pictures and you're like, hi, hi, yeah. hi, hi. No, and I all don't mean high. are high. I don't even <laughs> mean high, like tripping face. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just all. And granted, it's fine once in a while. But when you start doing it 
all the time. And this was something I was describing to you because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, on that acid, especially they had back then, you're, you are basically out to lunch mm-hmm. for 10 hours minimum. Yeah. It's a 10 hour ordeal, eight hours, super minimum, you know, um, but you're talking, you know, people would tell stories about the acid then, like 16 hours, 18 days straight, you know, and they would either just keep dosing or it was just a long deal. But even now, like if you were to take a psychedelic like that, if you take it consecutively, especially more than once, but even after once, like it changes your brain chemistry. Yeah. And you can now surface things up at will for a period of time. So even if you just did it once, you're going to feel weird for a couple days mm-hmm. because your brain yeah. chemistry's changed. Right. And you can now generate that stuff without the aid of the drug. Right. Not to the same intensity. Yes. So now this is what happens. And of course, this is the LSD era where they're experimenting with all this. They don't know this any. No. You know, they're just doing it. Yeah. And they're doing it in excess. And so now you have these crazy things happening when they're like, no, but I wasn't on acid. It's like, uh, you know, it, it, it. Yeah, they they don't mention that they're doing acid daily, but they do say they are doing the the pot daily. The they're pot. calling it the sacred herb. The sacred herb, yeah, yeah. But, but even that, like, if you, you can tell that that's not just no, especially pot. the swag shit they were smoking back then. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry, no. But also, they weren't eating well. They were eating scraps of like basically vegetables and things like that, trying well, to eat clean. You only ate raw food and it had, you had, had to, to eat like it within minutes 15 old. minutes yeah. of cutting it. Otherwise the life essence is out of the food. And what's the point at yeah. that point? And then you got no dragon spirit. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's get back into this. Yeah. So Isis, who's now 80, teamed up with a Brooklyn-based indie label, Sacred Bones Records, to launch a Kickstarter fundraising campaign with the intention of publishing the exhaustive archives as the Source family scrapbook. Her quote, We were daring, we were beautiful, we were darlings of L.A. She says, Jim Baker, Father Yod, is larger than life to begin with. He was then, and he still is, apparently, so these scrapbooks will be very interesting to a lot of people, end quote. We'll see. Yeah. Baker was, to say the least, a complicated character. At one point, he had his 14 spiritual wives, some of whom, most of whom, were teenagers. Yeah. But while he undeniably demanded a certain dedication among his followers, he was a tyrannical leader. And Demopolis, in Will's documentary, neither demonizes him nor shies away from his more controversial behavior. Quote, my opinion of Father Yod is that he was not a charlatan, says Will, who spent six years interviewing more than 40 former Source family members for the film. He had charlatan aspects to him, but Father Yod fits squarely into what the scholar Robert Elwood would call the Magus tradition. The Magus is not a saint. He's not even really a seer or a prophet, but he's kind of an initiator. He serves as this figure who has more access to other realms than others. I don't think so. People like that existed in ancient Greece and throughout every culture, and they were always questioned by the authority. Father Yad, to me, was has a lot less in common with Charles Manson than he does with Pythagoras. Aquarian herself first stepped onto the source patio in search of P. 
people that looked like Jesus, or rather a selection of Jesus's mm. for something that she was doing with her fiance. Then still known as Charlene Peters, she was a former beauty queen and White House social aide who at the time was engaged to Ron Raffelli, a rock and roll photographer famed for his pictures of Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, and The Doors. When Raffelli was commissioned to shoot an advertising campaign for the musical Jesus Christ Superstar, she headed to the Source restaurant to look for suitable models among their bearded hippie staff. And I can say... She could have just grabbed the first six dudes she saw and she would have been done. Yeah. (laughs) She had known Jim Baker through his first wife, Dora, but says she barely recognized him when he appeared on the patio. Quote, he came out looking like Moses, she said. He was no longer Jim. It was an instant, instant connection. I don't want to get too foo-foo, but when we met, I remembered making commitments I remembered making commitments to each other before incarnating into our present lives. I knew this was our time, end quote. So within two days, Aquarian had left her old life behind and was living with the family. Two fucking days. Yeah. Helping them photograph and document their first natural home birth. That was the the birth of Solomon. Mm -hmm. I turned on a dime, she remembers. I went back to the studio, got cameras, and told Ron I was leaving. I actually asked him to come with me, but he wanted nothing to do with it. He thought I'll give her a couple of weeks and she'll be back. That didn't happen. I started archiving right away. It was too awesome not to, and nobody was doing it, end quote. According to Aquarian, life on the commune was idyllic. The mother house was amazing, she says. It was a beautiful three-story mansion with a huge swimming pool and here were 60 to 70 people running around nude or in flowing robes. It was like we were of another era, another age. They believed that as a group, they had lived many lives together and spent their time revisiting past incarnation under Father Yod's instructions. We were getting metaphysical teachings and living a metaphysical life, says Aquarian. We went through periods of experiencing life as American Indians or Egyptians And he allowed us to really delve into those carnations. We got to reconnect with all of that. It just became normal. So with all of that in mind, Mm. you don't think for a second acid was involved in that? They thought they were Native American Indians and they thought they were Egyptians. Yeah. No, and I mean, that's (laughs) that's the thing is like you you can't deny the use of psychedelics through these mid 60s late 70s or you know mid 70s cults i mean like you just yeah. can't deny it and part of the experiment with it even if somebody was there and said i didn't actually ingest acid it's like you don't know they you had it in no liquid idea. they were dosing people it left and right it could have been on apples it could just have been anything, on anything anything maybe there's a rule that that's why the food couldn't last for 15 more you know yeah, 15 you minutes yeah i mean you just have you know as soon as it was yeah thought. you got to yeah. start doing the math here and it's like, you know, so you have these people, I'm going to go back to what I was saying a little bit. It's like, yeah, these people are not eating a lot. No. And you have a strong desire to have a spiritual connection. Yeah. Everybody is wanting this. They're yes. starving yes. for it one way or another. So now what happens is, is everything becomes a psychedelic experience. Correct. Everything you're in. 
And I mean, honestly, when they sit there and they're like, life was great. Of course it was great. Yeah. You did nothing all day except perform some light work in a restaurant between all of you. Right. Smoke weed, dose on some LSD and meditate all day. Yeah. And have sex. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That was the day. That was the agenda. That's all you're doing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, (laughs) I mean, just like unreal. And I mean, there's something here that no one just comes out with out of the bag. It's again, like these cults came and went during the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Right in line with the LSD era. Mm -hmm. And it changes your chemistry. Once you experience something, you can recreate it. And especially if you're under the influence of it many times. Yeah. And then this is where the wheels start going off. They start losing their inhibitions. And this is when he breaks his own commandment. He wants multiple wives. Yes. And they're all young. Yes. Dude's 50 years old at this point. Yeah. 50. And yeah. he's marrying 14-year-olds yeah. and 15-year-olds yeah. and 16-year-olds. And his wife, Robin. Yeah. Who they started this mm-hmm. cult together. And she was 19 at the time. Yeah. And he was 40-something. Yeah. So <laughs> they talk about... They talk about how he made, and she told him, she's like, you know, you're playing God. She's like, you're not even paying attention to your own teachings. Yeah. She's like, you're just an old man who wants to play it's at. just a dirty old man. A, yeah, dirty old man who wants yeah. to play at having sex with these, these yeah. beautiful young women that you know are under some sort of spell under you. Well, and that's where you get into the psychological maze uh, that everyone's in here. Mm-hmm. You know, so he clearly had mommy issues, clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he needed all this constant validation of yes. women around him. Yes. That's mommy issues to the freaking core. Yes. So you have that. Mm-hmm. You mix this in with a group of people that need paternal direct direction. Correct. I'm not saying dad, mother, yeah, anything, no. all of it. Yeah. And and now you add drugs, especially mm-hmm. psychedelics, and boom. Yes. You've got this whole thing moving fast and now what you got is people that are in it to win it mm-hmm. and you got these other ones like his first wife they're like whoa whoa, 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 whoa whoa i was all cool until you started now you're breaking your own commandment now yeah, you're now doing you're whatever you want you know yeah so now you have a leader that needs followers and you have followers that need a leader yes this is how all ideas go wrong mm-hmm. throughout history whether you're talking about governments cults societies all in one movements and then on top of it, you clearly have a leader that is mental. You oh, know? yes. I mean, just totally mental. Yeah. So now the problem is in this house that they had is the people nearby were having a problem yeah. with all of them there. Yeah. Because there's like 140 people living at this house. Yeah. And they're all just, there's no rules. There's no nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then the problem was, is you had the whole Manson, Charles Manson shit going yes, on. Yes, and they got associated and with And they it. got associated with that. So they ran them out of the house. Mm-hmm. So what they, they do, they go and they get a three-bedroom, three-bathroom home, and they call it Father House. Yeah. Housed Same 100, number of people. <laughs> housed 140 people, and they build a music studio in the garage. They yep. take 30 grand out back in the 70s. Yes, Late sixties and seventies, thirty grand, and they, and they, and they outfitted the garage. Yeah, made they it a outfitted studio. the garage. They made it a studio. He's got himself a Roll, Rolls Royce. He's officially a guru now. Yeah, 
I he's mean, made it. He's made it. So the, <laughs> the commune house band was originally known as Father Yod and the Spirit of 76, mm-hmm. and later as Yahowa 13. They recorded more than 60 albums in 1973 and 74, yeah. evolving from straightforward folk rock into what Father Yod called spontaneous music. A sort of improvised psychedelia, hard stop. Yeah. They were playing the music. And there were, you could tell there were members who actually did know how to play the instrument. They were Like anything. Yeah. And then there was Father Yod who would come in and he was banging on the huge drum. What is it? A timpani? I don't know. There were some shots where they had like, it was just a bass drum tilted over. Got it. You know, it was, you know, but basically, yeah, they'd meditate in the morning. Then they jam in the garage. And they do this day after day after day. And they just record all freaking day. Yeah. And just record whatever. And they were calling it improvisation and all that stuff. And then they called those albums. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, then what they do is they they start going out to all these record labels. Yeah. And the record labels are turning them down. They're like, no, thank you. So you'd think you'd quit at this point, right? No. No, No. not the family. No. You know. No, you start playing at high schools. They toured high schools. Colleges. And folks, this is on video. It is. It's on the documentary. And it how is. awkward that looked. Like, you saw the kids looking at him like, these guys are fucking And you can out. just hear him doing his rants. Yeah. Like, he's just going off. Yeah. And they're like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Why are they here? <laughs> <laughs> and so at this point, now he's, uh, you, you, this is where you're in full, I'm not going to say full cult mode yet, but he's gaining big speed and this is the point where he's arranging relationships now it's not the freedom of you know hey i like this person blah 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 no this person's good for you yeah this person's good for you and they actually called this sexual magic yeah and this came from alistair crowley so now this is the crowley parties mixing into the cult and uh so now this is this is where we're really starting to peg into super cult mode because mm-hmm. this is the steps where it happens every time. Now the diehard members are going to tell you that the orgies weren't about sex. They were having yeah. these orgies. Yeah. And and this is where the no, black... No, it was about releasing your power, Yeah, Frank. no, this is where the black magic comes into yeah. play. You know, and most of the members are leaving at this point. Yes. This is yes. where they start seeing, finally, the crazy. You know, yes. and, and now this is where occult shifts into a new gear because now it's time to call yourself God. And yeah. the reason why is because your base now is a hundred percent convinced you're God and well, all the other, himself no, God. and all the other, yeah. no, but I'm saying this is the recipe and I'm not even saying they have to do this on purpose. Yeah. What I've noticed doing these cults is there's this inertia, this movement, this force that starts moving mm-hmm. and you can't stop it no. because the leader can't get enough validation. Yeah. It's an empty well. Yeah. And you can just pour validation after validation after validation in it. And as well as em- his or her well is empty all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's forever empty. And and you have these followers that are trying to fill that well because they need to release validation. Right. You know, because they couldn't release validation onto anyone else or they felt they couldn't. Yeah. They felt repressed or they felt whatever. So now you've got this like negative positive flow going where it's just whoo, 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 moving. Yeah. 
and and now you start doing the orgy stuff, you've gotten rid of all the people that'll question you. Yes. They're all gone now. Yes. So now you've got the people that think you're God. You so just got the guess all what? winners. You're God now. Yep. This is what happens. And and at this point, this is when Armageddon's starting to get into the whole uh, dialect of them. You know, mm-hmm. this is where the doomsday stuff starts. And the city can't even fucking stand them. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And they drive them out. Yep. And so this is where they segue over to Hawaii. Right. Do you have anything before Hawaii? Oh, I do. Okay. So for all the Source family's radical ideas about free love, natural foods, and communal living, many have pointed to Father Yod's 14 wives and his control over the group as evidence that it reproduced elements of patriarchal society. Like he didn't he didn't break any new ground. Yeah. Aquarian, um, Isis Aquarian doesn't see it that way. Quote, we were the mothers of the family, she argues. We were the buffer between him and the rest of the family. He got to enjoy the family, and they got to enjoy him, and we took care of all the in-between. One of his main objectives was bringing back the matriarchy and respect for women. And quote, hard stop. I don't think she really understands what she just said, because I'm not sure how she's not seeing this as just more subjugation of women. Yeah. Being reduced to simply domestics, whose male figure gets to boink whoever he wants, whenever yeah. he wants, and and simply need, you know, he just simply needs to fuck and think up some more drivel to keep him happy and keep them all in line. And they're like buying it, hook, line, and sinker. It's so much so that she's actually saying, yeah, no, we were just taking care of everything and everyone. Like, women have done for Forever. centuries. Yeah. Like, you didn't do anything new. <laughs> you didn't break any new ground. Yeah. How do you not see that, aside from the fact that you don't want to? No, or and you're that's... seeing that as, oh, no, no, no. We're just doing this highly elevated thing. Yeah. No, he's literally being a dude. All yeah. he's got to do, he doesn't even have to work. He, he just has to boink these women, yeah. say some words, and they're like, oh. No, I'm sorry. Isn't he, it great? This is what drives men crazy. This <laughs> drives men nuts because they see it all the time. A gentleman will hold open a door for somebody. You don't need to open a door for me. And then, you know, you find out later that that person is this, Yeah, you know, and you yeah. just look and you're like, holy shit, you know, and, and this is what men get frustrated by real men. Yeah. I'm not talking to poser men or the, you know, and this guy, I'm sorry. He's not a man. No, he's, he's a not. boy. He, he is a little irresponsible best. boy. Yeah. That's all he is. And, yes. and, and he just figured out by dumb shit luck how to, Manipulate people. Yeah. That's really all there is to this. They kept saying, you know, how charismatic he was and how once you looked into his eyes. And now, mind you, this this bitch took pictures for days of Mm -hmm. this dude. And I'm like, how do you not see there's emptiness behind those eyes? There's nothing of substance there. I saw no charm, no charisma. When you're starving for attention and when you're starving for validation... You know, you're starving for all these basic things. And a lot of it is, is you could have it all around you, but you just don't want to look at it. You don't want to see it. Yeah. And that's the same thing here. Yeah. She doesn't want to see what's really going on there. It's when you go chasing a utopia, Mm -hmm. I think it's important for people to really kind of grasp this. 
when you start pursuing a utopia, especially like they are, yes. you start falling in love with the idea of the utopia yes. and not what you're actually in. Correct. And you start yes. confusing for what you're in as it's a, an actual utopia. Right. Correct. And you will come up with excuses. That's the cognitive dissonance. Right. That's yes. all of these things that are cult related, you know, get you into a cult or also just in an abusive relationship. You take a, a battered wife. You know, why do you stick with this guy? Well, you know, deep down, he's a really nice guy. He's just misunderstood, you know, and it's just, it's, it's these excuses and you hear it there. Like yeah. she does not want to accept Correct. the real reality of what's going on. Yes. So she's fully into the illusion in her mind. Yes, that's the is. reality. Yeah. And that's a delicate game to play. You've got people here that I, I hate to say it, it's sad. It they is. got problems. They do. You know, the ones that are still enamored yeah. and still under the spell. It's, it is, it's very sad. It's so, sad. so they asked her how she felt about the source family being referenced as a cult. Mm -hmm. Despite the, and she says she's not troubled by it, despite the terms negative many connotations, because, quote, I don't really have an issue with it. She says, to me, a cult is just one's culture or way of life or belief. Charles Manson brought that term to wider attention because the press needed a buzzword when he came into the picture. And that ruined it for everybody. Hard stop. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. So I went on a little rant here myself. Seriously? Her fiance, Raffelli, dodged a serious bullet. Oh, yeah. He should be thanking his lucky stars oh, and yeah. counting his blessings yeah. every day that he didn't end up married to this wackadoo. Mm -hmm. She has zero grasp of reality in the real world and clearly does not understand what a cult is. And she still seems to be very much under the spell of Yad. And in the documentary, oh, she is. Yeah, you see it. She is. Yeah, it's... It, 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 it. Like listening to the ones that are still hooked on them, it's that typical droid behavior of a follower of a cult. Yeah. It's just, you could see it. It's the tone of the voice. It's like a hypnotic trance, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that people get to that level. And then also, again, what they'll defend mm -hmm. in, in that whole bit, you know? So... Like the whole Hawaii thing. Yeah. So the, I have, uh, they moved to Hawaii. And once they got there, they faced a hostile reception from the locals as well as um, money troubles yeah. because they blew their money on well, a fishing boat and then a helicopter to find the fish for the fishing yeah. boat. To my knowledge, in the dock, they didn't set sail once looking for fish. No, and here's the thing. So, so like the Hawaii move, this is legendary cult stuff here. Yes. This is why I love, I'm so glad we picked this one because this like dots all the, it checks all the boxes for cult. Yeah. So you're in California, you got this restaurant and you got this house, you get chased out of the house. Yep. So they say, let's move to Hawaii. Now this is where you totally lost all reality because you're losing now your number one income earner. Yeah. You're leaving the restaurant. Yeah. So, so now you're in Hawaii and, and this restaurant's worked with you for years now yes. and, and now you have nothing. So they buy a fishing boat, Yep. you know, cause there's water, yep. you know, and somehow 
someone knew how to fly a helicopter in that group, which is just hysterical. I don't but anyone knew the, the funny part was to see the actual crazy there is they were convinced Oh, 100%. That Hawaii was going to be the answer for the utopia. Oh, yeah. They were like, that's this it. is that's, where. That's, that's the thing they were missing the whole time. Like the first two times didn't work. And the you know. funny part is, is in the dock, they're getting shooed out of all these different parts of Hawaii. Yeah. So on the 25th of August, mm-hmm. Father Yod makes this announcement that. Yeah, pause before we go okay. get to that. So so this is where I'm getting at is this is where you lose your reality. Yes. First Utopia was the restaurant and he lived in there. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough. Nope. So they go into the house. The mother house, yep. So the mother house, they go into there. That wasn't enough. That nope. didn't work out. People ran them out. Yep. So this isn't a Utopia anymore. Nope. Go to Father House. Go to Father House. Oh, this is it. This is going to be the utopia. Now we got our band. You know, we got our band. We got, you know, the house. Yeah. And, and and we are fully committed into this. Yep. There's no hesitant nothing. Nope. You know, no. Nope. We're now getting, we got to leave. We're getting run out of here. Yeah. Even though we've already know he's a god. Yeah. All this other stuff. We gotten rid of all the riffraff. Yep. You know, there's no undecided folks here. Everybody's committed. Yep. 100%. So now we go to Hawaii, the fourth option. This is going to be the utopia. It's like you just want to go walk up to somebody and just smack them yeah. on the side of the head and say, you do realize you failed three times already. Exactly. Not just kind of fail, like flat Epic. out failed. Yes. You know, and so now they're in Hawaii. Yep. And the, you know, these other, you know, Hawaii didn't want them at all. Father wants to explain on TV. Yes. Is this where you're at here? No. So father I, wants to, ex- you're on the, yep. yeah. So, all right, hold on. <laughs> We're doing visuals here. Yeah. So father wants to explain on TV, father, yeah, uh, about their group and how they're not a Manson group. Yeah. Cause everybody's like, they're, they're, oh, it's just a Manson group. Yeah. And so he attempts to get to this. I don't know exactly if he made it on TV or not, but eventually shots are fired at the house. Yes. And now father's at war because they have Armageddon tendencies going out yes. there, you know, and so now what you got, I think, is the most laughable situation possible. It's hysterical. What you have now is a war situation in Hawaii. Yeah. And you have hippies that dodged the draft for Vietnam. Yeah. And now they're standing guard at the house with guns. Yeah. And the I'm one- going to repeat that for yeah. a second because it bears repeating. Yeah. You the have hippie hippies draft that dodgers. hippie draft dodgers that say the war is bullshit and won't fight even remotely for the country at all. Yes. Nothing. I'm not saying whether Vietnam was good or bad, yeah, but no. I'm just I'm explaining the tone that you have these anti-war people that walked around and did marches all over California, yes. all over the university campuses, all over the place. And now they're standing guard at this house with weapons, with guns. And so here we are, another failed new age commune, drug, sex, commune cult. Yeah. So where does this end? It ends, they take a bunch of mushrooms and Father Yod comes out and says, hey, guess what? I want to go hang gliding. I'm not God. (laughs) Yeah. You skip that part. Yeah. He just sits there. I'm not not God. God. I'm just a dude. Yeah. You know. 
And they're like, no, don't say that. Yeah, no, don't say that. Please don't, because he's like, I'm not God. You're I'm gonna just make a man. you're gonna make me regret the last three to four fucking years that I just did yep. all of this shit yeah. for. And he's saying these things like, I there's nothing more I can tell you or teach you. It's the I'm, most I'm hysterical just, part. I'm just a man, and they're like, no, don't say that. It's don't say so that. So hysterical. Shh. Shh. <laughs> all this crap goes on. It was a- it was amazing. It's a mess. And he just takes a bunch of shrooms and he's like, hey, man, guess what? I'm not God. I'm just a man. I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy. Yep. So. He says he's going to, he wants to go hang gliding. Yeah. And he even, you can even hear in the video, he's like, or in the doc, he's like, yeah, I know. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. No lessons. So on the 25th yeah. of August, yeah. 1975, Father Yad. Announced that he was going hang gliding despite having never done so. Well, he knows what he's doing. And he do leapt here. off a 1300 cliff, uh, 1300 foot cliff yeah. on the eastern shore of Oahu, crash landed on a beach. He crashed. Yeah. Really? And died Shocker. nine hours later. Weird that if, this highly enlightened being would essentially swan dive to his death. Also weird that not one person. In this commune, yeah. who all adore him and think he's God, not one of them said, maybe hang gliding isn't such a good idea. Yeah. But if you really want to do it, maybe you should at least take a class or <laughs> read about the mechanics of it before taking that leap. And I'm sure for him it was a leap of faith. But the Source family subsequently unraveled. After his death, their legacy in music, again, was... yeah. Preserved. I don't I don't know if that's a, preserved necessarily a good thing. But you know, then he's he's asking, you know, because his his thirteen or fourteen, however fucking many wives he had, were hanging around him. Yeah. And he's like, geez, do you think I should go to the hospital? And they're like, Well, I mean you can but it does against go your against beliefies. your your beliefs and your teachings. So he's like, mm, okay, I guess I won't go. So I mean, yeah, he dies. They leave him there for yeah. three days. Three days because you know his spirit has to like leave his body mm. and travel and do was, its journey. I thought it was fifteen minutes for food. It's longer for bodies, apparently. Okay, okay. And then I'm just trying and to then get it all fi- They finally call in like, hey, we've got a dead body here, yeah. and the. The Hawaiian, <laughs> the Hawaiian police are like, this body has been in this house for three days. Yeah. They do an autopsy. They find he's got no broken bones. Yeah. He's got no internal bleeding. Like, there's nothing to account for yeah. why he died. Yeah. Other than the fact that he gave up. He was done. Yeah. He swan dove. He, his intent was to die that day. And he did. Yeah. And he died in front of all of them. Yeah. And they were all like devastated. Here's here's the funny thing I think of cuz like none of them were down at the beach. A native found him on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So so I would find it hilarious if it was this cuz this, you know, I'm sorry if something fits it just kind of fits. I think, you know, they do the moves. Nothing's working. Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii doesn't work. So it's funny, after the shots are fired, he does mushrooms, and all of a sudden he comes to this declaration that he's not God. Right, then, yeah. 
It happens then. Yeah. It's kind of, it's all a little too neat, I'm just saying. Yes. So then he does this hand gliding thing, and they have it on video where he's hand gliding. Yep. But they don't show the ending of it. No, they don't show where yeah. he uh, joins. So, so he could, he probably, who's to say he just landed and was laying there, and a native found him. Yeah. And this guy's thinking like, fuck, I was really hoping that would work. Yeah. I was really hoping that was going to be my get out of deal. And he probably had something else. I don't know. To, no, to, to poison him or, you know, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it is just the, the forces at work here, folks. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to kind of sh- gently shove that it's one out. It's funny that, that when we were watching know, it, you and I are looking at each other. We're like, this is the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> when he's like, when he, he was making yeah. his announcement. Oh, that's that right. He's hang glide. And then you're like, no. God's like, hold my beer. Yeah. I got this. They, we, were, <laughs> we were talking about that before, and I was like, this is going to be God's hold my beer moment. Yeah. And then the woman comes out, and she goes, it was amazing. She goes, he's there with the hand glider on the cliff, and the wind's roaring. The wind's roaring like crazy. And it just lifted him out, and he went. And then he went, and then all of a sudden, the, the wind, wind stopped. Died. And I was just sitting there like God went, <laughs> God went, skadoosh. <laughs> Who's God now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what God does. This is what God does, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. No, and then like he lives on the bottom, and they're carrying him up. I mean, it's it's just like it, the mommy issues oh are my insane. God, it was and horrible. Should I go to the hospital? He and, actually you know, named. I think and, she was like fourteen, and or his 15, own followers killed him. Fi- fourteen or you fifteen know. years old at the time, and he made her his spiritual mother. Mm-hmm. So there's pictures of this fifty-some-odd-year-old man yeah. with Santa Claus in a white robe, yeah. laying on this fifteen-year-old's lap, yeah. and she's comforting him and mothering him. And it's like, what the actual fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a mess. Uh, you know? And then and then like I said, you, you but have the this... pictures with Robin's face after he Yeah, it goes full fourteen after wives he... and Yes. Yeah. I was I said to you, I'm like, look at Robin's face and yeah. all those pictures. She is livid. She's not happy. She is pissed. Not happy. She's seething in every one of those photos. Yeah. And he's just sitting there like, isn't this great? And it's weird because, like, again, doesn't leave. This is how this yeah. is how hard, like, I don't think people really, they underestimate the ability of leaving something. Yeah. Especially that you've been a part of for a period of time. I watch people that work at companies for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. And they leave and they're just like, oh, you know, I'm really going to miss everybody. I'm like... In a month, you're going to fucking forget this place. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'll think of people. Yeah. But but I see those people that, like, like I never got it. I mean, you know how I am at work. Like, I bring very little personal connection there. Yes. My desk is very bland. And yes. I like, and I'm so seasoned at the point now, like, I told my coworkers, I'm like, look, don't take this personal, mm-hmm. but I work here. That's yeah. it. I have my friends. I have friends. Yeah. I have family. Yeah. I have all this... This is my needs are met. This is a financial transaction Correct. I'm doing right yes. here, you yes. know, and and granted, I love my coworkers mm-hmm. and I tell them all the time, like, love you guys. I'm glad I'm working with you and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, 
it's it's a financial transaction. Mm-hmm. But I'll see people there and they fucking move in. They got the I gotta be as comfortable as possible here. It's like, no, no, you don't have to. Yeah. You you just do your job. Yeah. And go. It's not home. This doesn't need to be an experience. You know, it's like it, it doesn't. Cause <laughs> here's the deal. If they weren't paying you, you wouldn't be here. Exactly. If they were to just say, hey, can you volunteer the rest of your time for a month? You know, can you do that? You'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> and and leave. I don't care how nice okay, the place is. Yeah, yeah, you've got other things you're into. And this is a problem where you dive like headfirst into a group like this. Like even this, like I participate in groups like with the church and yeah. I participate in groups for this and that. But that's not my, like, my lifeblood in there. Like, that's not my... When you make something like this your core, you also got to understand that you might have to leave it someday. It was interesting. And that's where cults screw up. Yeah. And this is where the the commune idea, the greater greater good of everybody, on a level where you have to participate. Yeah. If you don't participate, then you start getting shoved out. And that fear for people will do it. Mm-hmm. And you saw it these last couple of years. Yeah. People were accusing people of things you would have never thought would have came out their mouth. Yeah. But it was all in the vein of keeping their job, yep. keeping their their head in line. Mm-hmm. And people can disagree with it all they want, but that's what the fuck happened the last couple oh, of years. Yeah. You yeah. know, you had the people. The narking that, on people. The narking on oh. people. I remember the first couple months of that lockdown. Yeah. And I was working part-time in retail at a home improvement store. Mm-hmm. And the narking was unfreaking real. Yeah. That person doesn't have their mask on. That person's get six feet away from me. That person's not six feet away from that person. Blah, 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 blah. And I hate to say it, 90% of them were chicks. Yeah. And it was freaking ridiculous. Yeah. It really was. It's yep. like, why are you here? Yeah. I remember. If the, you're so concerned about it. Yeah. Why are you here? I remember the one woman came in, older woman. She goes, I can't believe all the people, because this is like week three or four yeah. of it, you know, and everybody's supposed to be home. But no, everybody's going to Lowe's and Home Depot and yeah. Walmart. Because they were the only place Nothing open. to fucking do. Yeah. You know, and people are bored, you know, and they can't hang out with their family for more than two hours without getting in a fight or it being awkward, which is a whole nother problem in its own right. Yeah. But the fact is, is this woman comes in, she's, I don't get why all these people are here. And I just turn her, I go, well, what are you doing here? Oh, I don't have a garbage can. It's like, really? Yeah. You know, you're going to get mad because this, you know, guy's buying plumbing materials because his fucking toilet broke. Yeah. And yet you're here bitching out because you need a garbage, garbage can? can. You know, yeah. really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just never ending. And mm-hmm. it just, that's when we started doing cults and I was seeing that yes. on a daily basis. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. this is insane. Well, and you were saying that the cops would come into yeah. Lowe's and they would talk to the manager and they were like, they told the manager, as long as your employees are wearing masks. Yeah. That's all we need. But that was the thing is yeah. they had people calling the police. Yes. To say people weren't wearing masks in the, in the store. store. Yeah. And then the police were asking, well, is it a customer or an employee? Yeah. And they're like, it's a customer. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck do you want from us? Yeah. You know, it's like, do you got a name, a picture? No, nothing. Just they're doing this. Yeah. They're doing this. They're the TV said they can't do this. They're doing this. The yeah. blah, 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 you know, and it's like, holy shit. The it's status, scary. Yeah. But for people to leave a group 
you know, and that's where I'm sorry. You saw the herd yes, and you the saw herd the mentality, others, yeah. but you saw the herd mentality. You saw it where people just didn't want to speak out. No, nothing fell in, you know, just fell, fell right in. in. And, and that's the problem with mandating something with a job. Yeah. That's where you have someone by the balls. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to my dad on the phone. I've been, I've been hesitant to talk about it on this podcast for Christ's sakes. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And people got to start talking now. Yeah. Otherwise this shit happens right here. Yeah. I yeah. remember my dad and I, we used to go golfing all the time and I'd sit there and I'd say, dad, I was like, you were in war. I'm like, maybe you can clear this up for me. You know, cause my dad's been knee deep yeah. in war. And, uh, and I said, how I'm just trying to figure out how the Jewish community and those folks in world war two just were so compliant of getting into yeah. a truck and disappearing. Yeah. And dad turned to me and he goes, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. This is before all this happened. Yes. He goes, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. He goes, cause I mean, my dad and I are both yeah. in, in the, the DNA of ourselves. I know I won't do that no. ever. Yeah. You gun me down right in front yeah. of my house, right in front of everybody. Yeah. I don't care, but I'm going at you. Yeah. And I'm going at you with everything I got. Even mm-hmm. if it's just my teeth and mm-hmm. I don't have any arms or legs, I'm not stopping. Yeah. You're not putting me on there. Right. Because I know what that means. That means I'm giving in to you. Yes. And your idea and your code. Right. Everything. Whatever. And and I sat there and then it dawned on me. I'm watching all this happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling my dad and I was like, dad, I'm like. I know now. I know now. You just got to threaten people's livelihood. Yeah. That's all this. At the end of the day. That's all a government has to do. And that changes you from being the United States versus China. Yeah. You know, and I know people are saying that's a bit overboard. That's a bit crazy. No, no, it's not. No. Because, I mean, we're starting to look at it in the past now. Yeah. You know, and all of this stuff that conspiracy theorists were talking about, they weren't conspiracy theories. Now you got people that are four years ahead on the whole news cycle with mm-hmm. things. You've got these Twitter files that are being released mm-hmm. and they're talking. I mean, it's the government talking to Twitter. Yeah. Saying. So it wasn't a logarithm this, thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a, lo- a, a Yeah. It wasn't a, a any kind of code or anything. No. Yeah. It was emails of political yeah. people saying, cancel this account. Yeah. Suspend them. Yep. And even there's communication now from Twitter. Even there was a point where Twitter replied and we're like, look, we really can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going too far. Yeah. That's what it's saying on these emails. I mean, trust me, if you're not in tune with the Twitter, you know, uh, releases that have been coming out, you might want to just give it five seconds of your day. Yeah. Set the stupid TikTok down. Yeah. Set all that crap down and just look at these releases of the COVID bannings. The, yep. just all the bannings yep. that took place. And now you got to ask yourself, was it just Twitter? You're crazy if you think that. Yeah. It was Facebook. Yeah. It was TikTok. And it was our news. Yeah. Our news media. Everything. And I don't care which news you were, you're talking about. Yeah, it was all Conservative, it. Democrat, moderate, whatever. The news was pumping a message. And, and it's here now. It's out in the open. People know. And the worst part is, is there's a lot of people that knew this four years ago, four freaking years ago. They knew all this stuff mm-hmm. and now everybody else is catching up. Yeah. And the worst part is, is you don't have people catching up. Yeah. And that's the same thing with the source family yeah. right here. You had people that I'm just telling the audience in, in this regard, you're going to have people that go to the end 
Because the thought of them doing anything else is impossible. Well, that was the saddest part of the of the documentary. The number of people yeah. who stayed in Hawaii and yeah. started essentially homesteads, mm-hmm. if you will. They yeah. just took what they were doing with the Source family, created their own little homesteads. Yeah. And then there were those, you know, and then there was, you know, the prepper dude who mm-hmm. is still... Yeah, he, searching. He's still searching for something. Well, and he can't exist with anyone. That's yeah. the sad yes. part. You yes. know, that's that's the sad part that people got to realize is that these people that hung on and just like kept hanging on and wouldn't release or anything, they're they're they just can't exist with anyone else. And, and the thing is, is this this um uh the Source family was done two years after this dude died. Exactly. Yes. Two years. Yep. They tried to Completely do the music disbanded. thing. Yep. They tried to do, you know, all this other stuff. And it just, no. It Yeah, everybody two, went their separate ways. Two years, they went their separate ways. And some people got some good success stories. And oh, it was that, The people well, who you know, actually left yeah. the cult, like left it, left it, yeah. they did well. The one guy yeah. started a software company, sold it for $60 million. Yeah, yeah. No, good for him. Yeah. You know. And those that actually, like, left it behind, mm-hmm. they did carry on they and every did single have a one life. of them on there they were asking if you did it if you were to do it over would you do it again and they were all like no yeah the they only like, ones i'm glad who... it went where it did yeah but, you know and and those are the ones that elected to speak for this thing yeah you know that's the ones they could get to speak with with this there was... were ladies who were like oh yes i would like isis aquarian was one oh, of them geez. she I... she's like oh i'd do it again yeah he's still talking to she me she would swallow a lit stick of dynamite just to prove her loyalty to that guy yeah she would you yeah know. she's she's and that's, all in that's 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 which it. is unfortunate it is it's sad like at the end of the day it's sad even the stuff that's going around today it's sad yeah you know it's sad to see that people just don't have you know because you look at movies and you look at books and stories, fictional stories, mm-hmm. and they're all full of these hypothetical scenarios. And then there's just someone who just rises against, you know, above the odds. And, and you know, everybody's feeding for that story. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, those are some of the best stories ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking Lord of the Rings stuff yeah. where the just the smallest of people accomplish this feat that's just yes. way beyond capability and and, and just the ability to wrap your head around. And those are the most like epic moving stories ever. Mm-hmm. But then when you see it in real life, you're just like, yeah, movies are movies. Yep. Stories are stories. Stories are stories, but reality is reality. And you'll be lucky out of a hundred people. If you've got one or two that'll stand up, mm-hmm. you know, cause even there you had people that just left. Fuck this. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that says a lot as well. It does, you know, there wasn't yeah. somebody that was just like, no, I'm going to end this. Mm-hmm. That's where I give Leah Remini a fucking shit ton of credit. Yeah. Not only that chick leaves, she's on a mission. Yeah. You know, and she's not going to sleep until that thing is done. Yeah. You know, and I give all the credit to yeah, that. She's fighting. She's fighting, you know, and she's trying so far, to save. She's as, the only one. And fighting. she's trying to save yeah. as many people. Now, yeah. granted, this was done in two years done yeah. you know but but you have some of these other i mean there's still people following nexium and still yeah. following following keith ranieri it's yeah. like oh my god yeah like what does it fucking take yeah 
and seriously. This is, and this is what I mean by the current situation of things. There's going to be people that ride this to the end mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. Nope. You know, nothing. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sad. It's really sad. And that always seems to be the end of these, uh, <laughs> these, um, these cults mm-hmm. that we do. It just becomes very sad. And this one, yeah, is a wild ride. You see the beginning and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. And in yeah. the mi- middle, you're like, holy fuck, this yeah. is this is nuts. And then at the end, you're just like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Especially the testimonials at the end. Yeah. You know, where they were talking, you yeah. know, because even the success stories, you're like, eh, you're just still a little broken in there. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, but you see the ones that have moved on, yep. but you see the ones that are just still chasing it, mm-hmm. you know, so... I would say that's the uh, the source. That's the source. Cult, the first cult of the month opener mm-hmm. for 2023. Yep. And uh, next episode, we're going in a uh, a different direction. Totally different direction. Yeah. We are going to discuss a man who was missing, a father who yeah. was missing for decades. Yeah. The mysterious disappearance of George Carroll. Yeah. 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 I love these stories. I do, too. Because we did one in the past, what was it, uh, the dude, oh, what was it? It was the dude that, like, they saw footsteps, like, right before Frozen Lake, and he was, like, gone for, like, two months, the kid. Oh, that was from the forest, where the kid disappeared and then walked out, like, two years later, and they're, yeah, like. and, like, came back and. Same clothes, you know, same everything. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, what just happened? Yeah, I forget the episode we did that on. And I don't even know if that was the actual episode or... I think it was in the Hoya Bachu Forest. No. Was what? when the the little girl disappeared and then she came back two years later. Oh, and we might, have bolted, we might have bolted those stories Could've. together on yeah. it. Yeah, it's possible. This is where, you know, they're starting to become... Uh, yeah. They're starting to pile up. I can't remember them like I used to, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah. It means we're doing a lot of them. Yes. Many mucho mas. We are. So, yeah. George Carroll, the missing father, mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other announcements other than thanks for listening and yep. sticking with us. Uh, if you haven't fouled us or uh, subscribed, please do. Please do. And please, if you uh, happen to be on Apple, yeah, throw please some... just take a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Give us some stars. Yeah. Uh, give us give us five stars. If you're not going to give us five stars, we don't want anything. <laughs> That's, you know, but, it, you know, you want to do a comment as well. Yeah. It helps. A review. It yeah. really, truly but the, helps. The subscribing and liking yes. is the, uh, that's, that's the big help. But, you know, if you're uh, on any of the other platforms, please, you know, it's. Uh, Every little bit. Those simple little seconds for you helps us a great deal with, uh, you know, other people finding us. Correct. Because we're. uh that's that's all we're that's all we're, we're doing. We're nobody's folks. We're yeah yeah. That's the thing. We don't yeah. really have the name recognition. To some we may, but possibly. You know, I guess everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there. Rule number one. <sighs> no Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Mm. Rule number six. No empathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Certainly. Number seven. Don't engage with the black-eyed children. Don't do it. 
Don't engage with the black-eyed folk. The folk? The folk. Eight. Just listen. Yeah, it's a good trait to have. So, thank you so much. We love our horror fanatics. We do. And we look forward to uh, delivering you another episode next week. Yes. But till then, have a wonderful day, a lovely week. And make good choices. Take care.